And welcome once again to another episode of Stu Him Productions presents JNM Solve the World. I am James. And I am Matt. And with us, returning after Finally. a long episode, Ray Ray! It's kind of it's kind of weird because this is kind of a mellow scene yeah. compared to what we've had the last couple of weeks, you know. Yeah. Um I mean Whole lot of different people in whole here. Whole lot of different people. I enjoyed every one of them. We yes, yes. Uh, Shout out to Jackie, Drew, Bart, Jason, Jason. Vez. Um, you know, it, it's it's been amazing, and we got to do it again. Oh, definitely. Um, tonight's uh. episode, we are going to do our. Father's Day special. Mm-hmm. Now, it it may be a little touch and go. I know it's a uh, it's a little touchy situation for the two of you. It'll be uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I've had uh, a lot more time to deal with it than right. Andrew yes. has. You know. But yeah. But yeah. Um, but you know the the thing is, and this is the most important thing. Um. Like in the movie Sandlot, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Yep. And right. I know for for myself, I know my dad hasn't been called mm-hmm. yet. Um, okay. But... I know, I know, I know. My dad did the best he can, and I know he he beats himself up on uh, every time we see him. He says he he wishes he would have been a, a better dad, a better father. And all I can say for me, and I'm not talking about talking for my brothers, but for me, right? The way that my dad interacted with me created the person that I am now. Yeah. And I've got I've got my screw ups. I've got my hang ups. Don't we all? But uh, last time I checked, we're all human beings. Yes. Right. Well, and so there was only mm-hmm. one perfect one ever on the earth. Yes. And they put him on. Well, and that depends yeah. on what religion exactly. you believe well, in too. Exactly. But okay. you can talk. You can ask your brother, and I know your brother has told you this several times. You can take the boy out of the war, but you can't take the war out of the boy. Mm -hmm. I've had my mom. I've had my brothers. They've all told me I'm a different person than I was, you know, in 2004. Right. But, you know. I I, got to say. When you went in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. In 1992. When you came out. In 1996. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Because Matt really hadn't changed. You were still virtually the same person. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'd experienced more stuff and everything, but you were faced, you know, Sorry, don't mind me. No, 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 keep talking. It's basically this, you know, pretty close to the same person. Right. 
But like say that after you got the shit after 2004. Yeah. yeah after yeah. I went to Iraq and yeah. Afghanistan and all that. Yeah. And I mean, um, because I was still really young. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's so weird because with my dad, he was ashamed of all of his tattoos. Uh, and yeah. up until I was, well, I was probably 30 mm-hmm. when I finally just said, F it and let my tattoos show. Right. Um, because I was like, screw it. it. It's like dropping the F bomb in front of your mom for the first time. And it's like, uh, stop right there. Mm-hmm. You, you're not, uh, you're not yelling at me about this. Or, or the worst part, the first time your dad or your mom ever dropped the F-bomb oh, in I'll front of you, bail. and they weren't mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember that. I, you know, Dad and I, Dad was retired and everything, yeah. but we had a little body shop out here. Right. And we were working on something, and for some reason he said, fucking something. Or right. whatever and i'm like he's not mad because all the other times i've heard him say it was he was mad about something right but he was it was just conversation i'm like going but it wasn't about you no no uh-huh. it was just he's like anybody else yeah this no. fucking guy wouldn't be happy with a fucking cold beer or something like that and i'm yeah. like hmm I must be a man now because Dag can, can oh. say the F word in front oh. of me oh. Oh. and not be mad. Oh. 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 Pick me, pick me. Yeah. <laughs> I was down at Chuck's Auto in Baltimore. Close mm-hmm. down now. This was during the time when AG was on strike. Mm-hmm. And uh, in conversation, Charlie and Dad, and I think there was somebody else there. I can't remember who, but doesn't matter. And he was saying, he, he was talking about this, that, and the other. And, and then he said, them motherfucking sons of bitches. I'm, I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Aliens have came and, you know, picked him up and put a lookalike, you know, that quick. Right. Now, wait a minute. This is not the same dad I know. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, like a day or two later, Charlie said, Welcome to manhood. You know, it was like, I had, I had, ne- that, that, I had never get, heard my dad use them words at all. Now you get, now you, now you can visit with mechanics, body right. men, <laughs> sailors, welders. You're, you're, they, they, welders, they, they you welcomed you into the club. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the truck drivers, truck know. drivers, yeah. Yeah. The, the first time I heard my dad like really go off. At, at nothing really, but like really go off. Uh, dad was a truck driver, mm-hmm. and I was out on the road with him, and he was in a cab over. And dad, oh, shit. dad always drove. That piss you off anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The ride of it would. Yeah. Dad, dad oh, always. Sorry, sorry Matt, didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're good. He always he always drove uh, low boys. Mm. He always hauled the heaviest equipment he could because that paid back in the seventies. That 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 paid the money. Right. And, I mean, this may have been the early 80s, but we're rolling through, I think it was Houston during rush hour. Oh, shit. And somebody cuts off Dad. And, I mean, he's, like, 
gripping the horn. I mean, he's laying it on. And he just, grabbed that corn and said, you sorry ass. Oh, I mean, he just straight. Mother humping. Right up on the window. You son, you son of a motherless goat. What? And I mean, yeah. I was hearing shit that I'd never heard my dad say. Right. I'd heard my mom say plenty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd never heard my dad say that. I was right. like, whoa, what the, what the hell? And, uh, you know, and my, and. And if you'd have said something, if you'd have said, yeah, dad, fuck that motherfucker. He'd be like, son, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You don't use that kind of language. <laughs> do I need to pull this truck over? <laughs> yeah. You do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. So here's how stupid I was. Sophomore year in high school. I'm living in Kansas City with my dad, my stepmom, and my stepbrother. And I had to work, but I had a track meet. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving back to the house after track so I can shower, put on my clothes, and get to Sonic. Mm-hmm. School road at that time was gravel. Mm. Dumbass. This guy right here. Decides in my little four-banger, four-speed Mustang, I'm going to pass my dad. I'm such a badass, I'm going to pass my dad. No, 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 no. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I passed my dad Uh on school road. How'd that work out? Um... Well, let's just say I never drove my car to school again <laughs> for the rest of that school year. Oh, damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was bumming rides. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was just an idiot. Oh, yeah. And Weren't we all? Well, I mean, you know, up until, hell, probably my, my sophomore year, my mm-hmm. dad was out on the road all the time. Right. So, I... I cherish the moments and every chance I got, uh, unlike my brothers who didn't like to go on the road with my dad, mm-hmm. I love to go on the road with dad. Right. I spend some time with him. Yeah. I yeah. love to spend time with dad. You know, we didn't talk a lot, mm-hmm. but it was just being there. Mm-hmm. And it's like the trip to Sturges we took in 09. I just came home from Afghanistan, you know, a couple months earlier, and we had this trip planned. And my dad and I left his house, and we were in full leathers, and we got up to Kansas City where we meet my brother and his buddy, and dumbass, again, I take my leather jacket off, and I open my bag, and I have to move my sunblock to get my vest out, and I put my vest on. Then I put the sunblock back in, and I put the jacket back, my leather jacket back in. Never once did I ever think, spray on sunblock. Mm -hmm. Nah. We got to, uh, we stopped in Valentine, Nebraska and stayed the night before rolling into Sturgis. You went through Nebraska instead of going up to 90 and going across South Dakota? We were were going to ride through the Badlands and come into uh, Sturgis through uh, the Badlands. Went through 80? Yeah, that's 80. Yeah. And then what? But, but 90 takes you through the Badlands in South Dakota. Well, but we wanted to, like, really see. You wanted to come up through Custer State Park and all that. Yeah. Okay. Because we were staying outside of Rapid City. Right. Okay. 
And we stopped in Valentine's. Which there ain't a goddamn thing to see in Nebraska. Oh, I know. I know. There ain't a damn thing I mean, to see in Kansas either. No. Well, yeah. At, at least South Dakota's got a little bit of prairie Something. rolling hills. Yeah, you know. And then you're riding along there or driving along, and all of a sudden it's like, 80. Whoa, Badlands, what the fuck? And it's just... No wonder the uh, no wonder the Cheyenne and shit could hide in that shit from you know. the uh, <laughs> the uh, sisters. Too big. Of course you got, you got you got the house of corn. Uh, oh, and you have wall drug. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Whoopty doopty, as a buddy of mine would say. When I went to Sturgis by myself in fifteen, um, I got up on ninety coming through uh, Sioux City, Iowa, mm-hmm. and I got up on 90, mm-hmm. and I was rolling in Rapid City. I was meeting my brother, Wayne. Shout out, Wayne. Um, and uh, I was rolling along. It was before I had my custom bars that I have now. I had regular standard soft tail bars. So I was able to lean down on the tank, and I kicked my feet up on the back pegs, mm-hmm. and I was just I was flying. Because the speed limit going across 90 is 80. 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. You know, uh, I have you're rolling 120. I, yes. I, I happen to look down at my Speedo. If I'm out of say, my just pin the ears back on it. Yeah. Uh, I was doing a buck and a quarter. And I'm like, whoa. $80. That's. $20. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah, on a Harley. On an 800 pound so, Harley. So oh, he's, yeah. he's he's riding balls down. Oh, yeah. On a bike that you're supposed to be. That, I mean, balls down. Because with his okay. feet back, his you know his, he's, deep, you know he's riding deep. on his, he's riding on his balls into yeah. the seat like he would you know. on a ninja or <laughs> a katana, but, he, but, but, but he's on a on a cruising Harley Davidson, but he's purposely riding on his balls. Well, oh, I, wait, well, you know. wait, it gets better. <laughs> I hit a pothole oh. coming up twenty nine. Hits the balls to uh, Sioux City, Iowa. Mm-hmm. No, I was I was sitting back at that oh, time. Okay. Oh, okay. And well, luckily you. But I hit the now. I hit the pothole, and it it tweaked my bars. Uh, so I'm ooh. rolling at a buck and a quarter with tweaked bars. Oh, uneven yeah. bars. Isn't that a sport move? So Olympics. You weren't seventeen at the time, so that oh, means you you, you, no. you had learned nothing. <laughs> you knew <laughs> better, but it, well, hell, screw it. Here we go. I was. <laughs> I was 42. Um, well, I, I mean, this was, and, and, this was and, 2016. And, and they say the frontal lobe of the male brain <laughs> doesn't develop till after 25. Well, yours apparently well, was way after 25. You made it turn back, so hey. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is I'm rolling along, and I happen to look out in my peripheral, and I see that I'm doing a buck and a quarter, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is jail time. Yeah. And I, and I backed off. Tipped at murder. Oh. Attempted suicide. Yeah. Because you're by yourself. Tipped a manslaughter or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I backed yeah. off to 85. Oh, yeah. We'll, well. We'll, have to, we'll have to ask Jackie about that. It's like, because I heard this old rumor back years ago that if you were clocked at over 100 miles an hour mm-hmm. yeah. and you DRT. were by yourself, they could they could honestly arrest you for attempted suicide. DR, DRJ, direct, no, DTJ, and director jail. Then if you had a passenger with you, mm-hmm. they could get you for attempted murder. Right. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what we were told back in the day if you were now, clocked over 100 mile an hour. I know a guy. I know it's a CNI at least. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy who uh, 
was rolling with a a, a bullshit MC mm. in Kentucky, and it was a crotch rocket MC. Okay. And they were all doing a buck and a half. Well, they're the ones that go up on the mm. interstate and do the fucking nose stands and the wheelies, the wheelies, and, yeah. and oh, d- yeah, doing well, like yeah. a, a buck twenty. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, okay. that's what I want to do. They were doing yeah. a buck and a half, mm-hmm. and he was wrapped completely out. And then it's like they took off. He got stopped by the cops. I say stopped, more like bumped. Mm-hmm. And he went to jail. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Fuck me. You're doing a buck and a half and a cop fucking bumps you? Bumps me. Uh, yeah. Bumps you, meaning... The bumper to the rear tire? Oh. Yeah. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know there was a, another you know, no. meaning to no. that. No, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I didn't know. It, it wasn't straight up NASCAR rubbins racing. And then the cop done the Dale Earnhardt, he goes, well, I wasn't trying to wreck him. I was just trying to rattle his cage a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and that would do it um, <laughs> anyway. But, you know, I. People people forget that you can't outrun a radio. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> and, and a lot of the times when. The Fast and Furious shit. Yeah. A lot, well, a lot of times when you have bikes that are traveling like that, mm-hmm. uh, they will radio ahead and they will set up a roadblock. Right, if they're doing, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you know, it'll cover all exits in between. And yep. Yep. Yeah, you're you're done. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. You can't outrun a radio. You're SRT stopped right there. Yep. Unless. Unless they're on dirt bikes. Unless. <laughs> You're smoking the bandit, unless you're bandit and snowman. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they just had CBs back then. Yeah, but they still had. You know, I mean, right. convoy. They had a bear right. in the air. They had a bear in the air. Yep. Darker moon on the sixth of June. You know. Yeah. We could turn Andy loose on that one. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Put that marker bust in behind that suicide jockey. Yeah, he's on the dynamite. He needs all the help he can get. Sorry, I went off on tangent, folks. Please keep listening. When, when I was when I was younger, uh, with my dad being a truck driver, my big thing was I got those Ertl, uh truck and trailers. You know, those, oh, uh, oh, they were, they were oh, like shit. this. Oh yeah, right, right, right. and and I was able to have a convoy. Mm-hmm. And then 32nd or 16th scale. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then when the movie Convoy came out, oh, hell. I, I took the tanker off of this truck and put it on this black truck that I had. And to I had make it look more th- uh, rubber duck. Mm-hmm. Authentic. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. And I mean, I, I loved BJ and the Bear. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. That K100 especially, uh, especially Stax. Oh. oh, I don't remember Stax, but anyway. But yeah. You don't remember Stax? Uh, it's been a day or two since I've seen it. The little I, blonde girl with the Stax? Nah, sorry, I don't remember. But um, <clears throat> there was the song uh, Teddy Bear. You could, you, could, you could probably find it on Red Savine, yeah, Hulu or something. Yeah, if we watch it. Yeah. I need to look that up. But there, yeah, there there was that song Red Teddy Savine. Bear oh, God. that just fucking oh my yeah. god. And, and with the song Convoy. I used to have a folding chair out, and I'd crawl up in the chair, and I'd, I'd sit there, and I'm going, I'm, I'm jamming the gears, and 
you know, and I'm, I'm hitting all the buttons and everything because I, I loved being out on the road with my dad. I loved listening to the CB and hearing everybody chatter on the CB. Right, yeah. I would have loved, I would have given anything to ride on the road with my dad. I never got to. Mm. But, you know, that was what was, you know, making sure I had a place to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Food on the table, you know, yep. yeah. clothes, shoes, whatever, you yep. know. But if the circumstances would have been, you know, different where I could have went, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say, <laughs> y'all, I ain't going to school for a while. I'll be back. Bye. Right. Well, the only time I ever got to go on the road with Dad I was love to. during the summer. No, you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the summer when we would go to my dad's for a summer vacation. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I would volunteer all the time to go out on the road with Dad because mm-hmm. I had fun. I loved seeing America. And mm-hmm. I, I'd like to say that's the reason why I've moved around. As You know, I moved around a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the longest I've ever been at a single address is 12 years. Right. In 49 fucking years, I've only been in one address 12 years is the longest. Right. Wait, I mean, no, you know, hey, it'd be all right. Well, so my dad, he drove a truck. Well, he drove a milk route for, well, since before World War II. Yeah. Until 1965. Okay. And he sold his milk route. He bought a, gra- he bought a grain truck. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was one of them there. Grain hauls. One of them independent fucking oh, motherfuckers. Yeah, he was. Oh, boy. Yep. Just a step below a bull hauler. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, he hauled, I'm getting the shit bubble. But he hauled basically from Iowa to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And during the grain harvest, you know, we didn't see much at all. Because yeah. we had to keep that truck on the fucking road. It right. was time to haul. And so we'd go up to Tyndall's or MFA, what he was going to be late overnight, and go up there and basically spend yeah. the night in the truck with him. Yeah, you know? right, right. But then, I guess lucky for me, not so much lucky for him, but at like 55 years old, he had to retire because he had high blood pressure and sugar diabetes back then. Right. Well, at that point, that was that ended your career. You mm-hmm. couldn't drive a truck anymore. Nowadays, guys, I guess they take all the medicine they want and keep driving. I, you I, know, I, it's kind of scary. I, I've seen some of the truck drivers, yeah, the, the yeah, over-the-road truck drivers, and it's like, what do you got? Diabetes type 10? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's come certain, on, There are certain but, but, uh, ailments but, that you ha- if you have them, then you can't drive. Right. Yeah. But you know, back, if you've back had a stroke. Back in 75, if you got diagnosed with high blood, blood pressure, sugar, diabetes, the doctor said, well... I got some bad news. I got some bad news. You got high blood pressure, sugar, diabetes. The other bad news is you you got to sell your truck. You yeah. can't drive a truck again. So we had to retire. Draw disability. Mm-hmm. But as a nine-year-old kid, that was the best thing in the world because Dad and I became best friends because my right. dad was home. Right. And we fished. And we we done a lot of fishing. We hunted together. We, yes. You know, we done, you know, when I started Votech and started doing body work and we started doing a little body shop out here in the old barn and shit, yeah. you know, and right. you know, we went to wrestling matches together and we watched wrestling from the time I was a little kid. 
mm-hmm. you know, championship wrestling on KY3 at like 11 o'clock on Saturday night. Yeah. Like, oh, boy, you yeah. got to stay up late. And then we got a satellite. Oh, shit, watch out. Then we could watch WTBS. Georgia Championship Wrestling and wrestling from New York and the WWF and all that shit. WWWF. Exactly. And then, you know, we'd go to matches. But Mom, she'd never watch any of the matches with us on TV, but she'd go with us live. Yeah. That hell, she'd get, in, she'd get into it more than we did. <laughs> <laughs> but your, your, mom, that was, your mom loved wrestling. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, like I say, when Good we was watching going. it on TV at home back then, yeah, she's like, I got a book. Because, yeah. you know, we had three channels. Yeah. And Dad and I, we'd be watching, like, talking earlier, Wide World of Sports on yeah. Saturday and Sunday. You wide, know. wide World of Sports Mom going be, on here. Mom be reading her book. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, read, right. You know, the occasional Cardinal baseball game that was televised back then on <laughs> yeah. regular channels, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I lucked out there because I had a relationship with my dad that my brothers never had. Right. You know, yeah, and that you know, that was a World War II vet, mm-hmm. and nobody talked about PTSD and shit then. But right, I know Dad had it. Yeah, in hindsight, right, because right. he could go from being perfectly fine to just blowing his fucking top in point mm-hmm. zero seconds. Right, you'd be like, "What the fuck did I do?" <laughs> right, know? right, and I finally learned I could, I could, I could kind of see it coming on if I was fucking up. And all, and my dad had blue eyes. He's blonde-haired, mm-hmm. blue-eyed. His eyes would just start turning this glassy, fucking blue. And, and his mouth, his like, mouth okay. would start square. And I'm like, ooh, I better shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. There were several times I didn't see that. Yeah, until it was too late. But you know, and even with their friends and stuff like that, you know, dad all of a sudden just fuck that motherfucker. And like, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> but you know. He was in Germany. He's seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. You know that, and, and it's kind of fun. Curl your hair. Well, and he never really talked about anything. Mm-mm. You know, he he talked a little bit about stuff, but he well, never, you know, he never went into detail what they went yeah. through in the Argonne Forest or at the Battle of the Bulge. And yeah, and and that's the that's the weird part is, <clears throat> you know, the the generations back then. The World War One, World War Two, you know they. A lot of those guys, when they came home, they went right back into regular life. Right. Whereas, Vietnam guys had that hard transition to get back to it because it was a different type. You know, like Vietnam and well, World War One, World War Two. When they came home, they were celebrated because yes. they had won. They defeated right, they the did. evil. Right. Right. You know. And and the thing is, is and you're going up against a uniformed enemy. So well, you, 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 did you know. Bit, you, did little, yeah. you, did, you did in Korea and Vietnam, too, but then there was that other stuff. But then, like, you guys, you were going up against terrorists. Yes. That's not, you know, you don't look for a guys wearing black pajamas. Yeah. Or guys in green fatigues. Yeah. You know, you don't suspect a kid walking up to you with a suicide vest. You didn't well, trust anybody that, back then. Exactly. That, that shit went on in Korea and Vietnam too. Yeah, exactly. And and because, I mean that's because we were supporting South Vietnam, who looked just like the North Vietnamese. Right. And we supported the South Koreans, who looked just like 
the North Koreans. Right, and and, and that's that's how where you I'm, tell your enemy. Right, and that's yeah. where I'm getting at is the World War One, World War Two guys. Uh, they had a uniformed. Mm-hmm. They they knew who the enemy was because they were still the spies. Were, I mean, because yeah. you know, especially in Germany. Yeah. But we, we looked alike. Right. But in, a, in, a, in Japan, fighting the Japanese, yep. that was a little different story. But <laughs> in Vietnam, in Korea, global war on terrorism. In Iraq, after the Ba'ath Party fell, mm-hmm. after Saddam fell, and they all started fucking ditching their uniforms, they became, they looked like every other Iraqi. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, and it was... Because there wasn't a lot of units in Korea where there was a lot of units and a lot of people that came in and out of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So that that's where the global war well, on terrorism... Korea veterans, was four years, three yeah. and a half years, four years, something yeah. like that. Vietnam was ten. Uh, yeah, so roughly. Roughly, you know, 64 to 74. Yeah. Something like that. Um and don't, don't quote me on that. I mean, I'm just well, that's, that's pretty much the area. Uh, but then the war on ter- right. the war on terror was over twenty. Yes, September 11th, 2001 to uh, June 2022. Yeah, but um, almost. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it's because the Vietnam guys didn't talk about what happened. The Vietnam veterans did not talk about because nobody would understand. Well, they couldn't. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't until we started coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan did the Vietnam veterans find a common ground with somebody and be able to talk through it. Right. Right. Um, Although my brothers told me stories that my dad never told me. Right. And I'm I've sure I'm sure they had some similar experiences. Right. You know. Not the same, but you know. I've I've getting had shot at, getting shot at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you yeah. Right. You know. Whatever. Dad, Dad know. did tell me one story one time. I think they said they were in the Ardennes forest. It had been raining for weeks. But there, of course, he was in the. He was in the Fifth Armored Division, but he was in a cavalry unit, which. They were the scouts out mm-hmm. front of mm-hmm. the armored division. And they're going down this road, and all of a sudden they started getting shelled. Oh and so God. they freaking bailed out of their vehicles and got underneath them. But these shells were hitting, and it was so fucking muddy that they just went bloop. Yes. And they didn't explode. Right. Oh, shit. He said if, that gra- if it had been drier, he said they'd have been toast. Boom. Yeah. And, and, then that, he, and then yeah. he talked about going into concentration camp. I'm not going to say the name because I can't remember the one exactly. But just the smell before yeah. they got there where they had the crematoriums and burning all the bodies and stuff. And then he talked about seeing the people that were still there. Yeah. He said they were just skeletons with skin draped on them. Yeah. Okay. You speaking know. of that, my grandfather Payne, you know, I got a high school education. I got my grandfather's DD-214 mm-hmm. to join the American Legion. Yeah. If I can, you know, post 
138 followers. I don't know if I can if I that's can say that or not, but anyway. That's fine. Let's just give us a drink when we go in there sometime. <laughs> but, you know, anyway. Leave the post again? <laughs> American Legion Post, the Howard S. Keeling Post 138, Baltimore, Missouri. And Thank you, guys. You and you, especially you, can you walk in there and get a drink? Yeah. I, I, I can walk into a VFW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, right. You know, better than the foreign wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I was reading his, you know, DD-214, you know, and I didn't put it together until, you know, I got to think about it. He said, it said on there, got a, a bronze, what, purple heart, mm-hmm. liberating a hospital. Okay. Over in Germany, uh, I got to think about that. Now, wait a minute. Liberating, you know, me with my high school education, liberating a hospital with that women in Germany. Uh, ooh, mm, yeah. It was a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. But whenever he come back, he come back to Jefferson Landing, you know, St. Louis, mm-hmm. he, he went in in Kansas City, yeah. come back to St. Louis, and he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't talk about it. And w- but, you know, and I don't, you know, from what, uh, your dad and, you know, and then your brother, mm-hmm. it takes, you know, someone who's been through that. You know, to me, uh, talking about, you know, hey, I served you. Oh, then they start talking. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here. Oh, but, you're uh, good, you're good. Grandpa would go down to the uh, underground pool hall. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, oh, yeah. that's no longer here. A lot here. of times down there. Next time and we get Jack and Grio back here, we'll, we'll be talking about the underground pool hall. Mm-hmm. Well, Dad would go down there. I guess he was a snicker player or whatever. Let's see. The Red Cross would come down in there. And Grandpa did not have a good thing to say about the Red Cross. None whatsoever. Now, he never never did explain it, but he just didn't have nothing good to say. He probably did, but I don't know what words he used. My, now, my, my dad was kind of the same way, and he never did elaborate, but he just... Now, the Salvation Army fat. right? walked down them steps, and, you know, however, you know, if they had a bucket or they would, you know, have their little spiel, Grandpa said, boys, divvy up now. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what you got, divvy up now. Mm-hmm. He did not have any use for the Red Cross. Right. You know, and I don't remember what it was. Dad told me a little bit, but I don't remember what it was. But it was so, something uh, about when they were in the field. And yeah. I'm not making this up then. Okay. No. No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying nothing bad about him because I don't know. No, I don't know either. But yeah, I, obviously there was something up with that. Right. So I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, fellas. And the... Uh, well, we got to start a controversy. I mean, shit. What the fuck? And they, uh, 
Is it tens of, of viewers or twenties? Yes. No, we're we're at tens. Ten, tens. Of tens. We're, we're 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 at tens until we get a hundred. We're at tens. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's always Sorry. tens until we break hundreds. Yep. Sorry to the tens of listeners that are <laughs> out there. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but I had to say that. Well. Um, okay, I'm done. I met Pee Wee Martin. Speaking of World War II, mm-hmm. Pee Wee Martin was one of the original Easy Company Five O Six Band of Brothers, the HBO series. Mm-hmm. I met the actual man. Mm. Ninety-three years old. This man not only ran Curry, which is three miles up, three miles down. Oh shit! He also jumped into Normandy on a D-Day celebration wearing the same gear he had when he jerked. The only thing that was different was his parachute. Parachutes have gotten better. And well, in, in wartime, they go... Yeah. So you don't get shot. Yeah. In um, civilian time, they go... But um, it was... Somebody asked him as he was getting in the plane, uh, Sir... Do you need help with your bag? And he he looked back at him and he said, uh, "Boy, you ain't got enough muscles to carry my balls." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey. ninety three years old and he's jumping back into fucking Normandy. Yep. But you know, yeah, I, he he didn't have anything good to say about the Red Cross. Yeah, and, and I can't remember exactly I, I, what it was either. He never, and and that's the thing is. When the guys, know. when the guys came back from World War II, they went right because there was no transition time. They went right back into civilian life. Well, my dad told me when they got back to Maryland because he was on the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. They had left Marseille, France, and they were headed for the Panama Canal because they were going to go up and go to Hawaii and yep. start the. Island hopping, Island hopping campaign against yep. Japan. So they were two or three days out from Marseille, and all of a sudden he said the ship just started going nuts, just screaming and hollering. He's like, "Fuck!" Oh There's boy. a German U-boat just fucking stuck a stuck a torpedo in us or something, you know? Yeah. And he went up. He's like, "What the fuck's going on?" He's like. We just won the war, and we're like, he's like, what? He said, yeah, they dropped this bomb and blew up this city, and they dropped this other bomb, blew up this other city, and we won this war. He's like, there ain't no bomb that's gonna blow up a city, (laughs) you know. Uh, Inner, inner fat man and Uh, little boy, boy, exactly. (laughs) But they didn't know nothing about that shit, you know. Right. So they got diverted and they went to Maryland, Mm -hmm. and their debriefing was at dinner, right, and. They told him at this dinner, he said, now, before your servers come out, all your servers were captured German soldiers. Oh, shit. You were to not speak to them or have any conversation with them. They're just going to bring you food, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay. The guy that brought the food to his table was a guy that he had personally captured. Wow. Oh, dude. And he started talking to him. Uh-oh. Well, some of the upper wrestling, you can't talk to this man. He's like, bullshit, I can talk to this man. Uh, motherfucker, I'm, I was the one that I captured, captured him. him. Right. I've got I that I can talk right. to him, and this guy was so happy to be in the United States. He was he was tickled yeah. shitless. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't like, 
oh, you're the fucking Yankee that kept. Yeah. No. He was like, he was happy to see my dad. Because his life had changed so much better. Thank you very much. I owe you more than I could ever say. On that note, raise a toast. You bet. Raise a toast. To our fathers. Thank you, Dad. Thank you. You may not think about it, but I do love you. And Does he watch the podcast? We'll soon see. <laughs> Salud. 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 You know, it's kind of turned into it. Uh, <laughs> Since we missed it. Uh, uh, Memorial Day podcast, uh, uh, too. Yeah. That shit just keeps burning. <laughs> Are you sure that are you sure that wasn't gasoline? Yeah. No, oh. no, it tasted better than gasoline. Oh, mm. you, you want the? you want oh. gasoline? Here, let me get you some of this cinnamon tequila. Oh, I, I probably better not. If not, we'll yeah. have another. Yeah. yeah, last time you were passing out. <laughs> episode of me walking out on. Yeah. Um, I, I'm try, folks. I'm trying to do better than what I did the last time. I'm, I'm working on that. I'm in therapy and everything. Um, I've got therapist, you know. I've got, so, ther- I've got therapist, these two right here. So we, we've, we've if talked about our... If do it, oh well. We've talked about our dads, and you've talked about your grandfather, who right. who was in the military. Yes, sir. We've talked was. about your dad. We've talked about your brother, who's in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my stepbrother joined the Marine Corps. Same time I did. <laughs> um, you must have some cayenne in that shit or something. Oh, it has to be because the <laughs> bottle. Oh, something. The, I don't know what the hell it is, but the bottle know, says bad. shake well. It's not bad, but wow. No, maybe, but, maybe it's ghost paper. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> Suddenly, not, we'll, su- find, we'll find out in the morning. Yeah. If not, I'll be <laughs> screaming for ice cream. <laughs> I didn't have any ice cream, but anyway. Suddenly, my sinuses are clear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I want to talk about. Now, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, foreshadow or uh, not foreshadow. Um, skip over David Weir. Now, Weir was my first soldier I lost mm-hmm. uh, in Iraq. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about Curtis. Curtis was the biggest fister that I ever knew in my life. And biggest like what? Fister. There you go. Oh, so you everybody, gotta, you gotta explain okay. to the audience because yeah. everybody oh, I'm sorry, that I'm sorry. has not been in the military, in the army specifically, and knows what a fister is, fist actually stands for fire support team. And anybody that's on that team is a fister, except for the ins- uh, the officer. Curtis was 6 foot 10, 280. His body armor... Should have been in the WWE. Yeah. His body armor was a ballistic bra. So there was a Kevlar piece that you attached to the bottom of your body armor that covered your groin. Mm-hmm. It was your groin protector. Curtis put that on his body armor, and it came down to his fucking belt buckle. Mm-hmm. Because 
when oh, shit. the the body armor when it goes, you know, small, medium, large, extra large, double X, mm-hmm. it goes bigger this way, right? Not this way, right? Oh well, damn it, no. And because they're figured fat boys and not yeah. tall boys. <laughs> and the height and weight standard for the Department of Defense stops at six six. Mm. And at six six, the most you can weigh is two hundred twenty pounds. Mm. Well, he was what six eight, six ten. Si- oh, six Sorry, ten. I wasn't paying attention. My bad. Six ten and two eighty. Yeah. Oh shit. When we were in Iraq and oh Curtis was only six eight, he he got down to two twenty, and I, I I swear he looked like he had the hiv. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked like. Any 80s movie you saw where somebody had HIV that was HIV positive mm-hmm. and they got all, you know, Christian Bale and the machinist. Or fucking, or it looked like some of the people my dad see the Buchenwald. Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Curtis wasn't supposed to be on the last appointment. He was supposed to be in drill sergeant school. But again... Army height weight standards stopped at six six, and if you're overweight, so if you're, o- if you're over six six, then they they guess. But you know, like I was overweight the whole time I was in the army, so they would tape me, and the army tape method is they tape your neck right over your Adam's apple. Or try to do a, try to do a BMI. Right. And then they tape your waist mm-hmm. at your belly button. And according to they the tape. tape your thigh? No. No. No, that's it. And. They should have done the pincers. Yeah. So. Just here. Pinch, I got. Pinch, <coughs> pinch the arm. Yeah. Pinch the side. Pinch the thigh. Right. You know. So. For myself. When I was in Afghanistan the first time. I got down to 180 pounds. Mm-hmm. Now, that's still over my max allowable weight for mm-hmm. my height. Now, according to the tape method, I was 18% body fat. Now, when I got home from Afghanistan, because I'd been hitting the gym, I'd laid off sodas and sugars, and, you know, I was eating as proper as I could in a combat zone, and I came home at 196 pounds. And I was pretty fucking jacked. And we had joined a gym, and they did the tape method on me, and I was 17 and three-quarter percent body fat. Mm -hmm. So I was under that 18 percent at 196 pounds. And it's like, okay, something ain't right. Well, the only only true way to measure the body fat is in the water. In the water. Yeah. So Curtis went to drill sergeant school, and (coughs) they said that he was overweight. He busted tape. And in NCO school, you'd have so many weeks to lose that weight to get under that that tape method. Right. Well, he came back to Fort Campbell, and he got sent overseas. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it was a blue-on-green incident, meaning uh, Afghan-on-American. Uh, because Afghan uniforms were all blue, the green uniforms belonged to Americans. It was an Afghan border police who killed 
five Americans in one day because the Taliban had his family. Mm. And he did that in order to save his family. Mm. And, um, you know, that, that was just, that, that's one of those hard things to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I didn't deal with it for the longest time. I just, like, right. shoved it down. Well, Get you, down there. You know, you told me a little bit about it, but last night you kind of broke it down for the first time. Yeah. And it, it you know, it, it's it's one of those things. But like I said earlier in this episode, heroes get remembered, mm-hmm. but le- legends never die. Right. And it's like we said on our Mother's Day special. Mm-hmm. No one is truly dead until you stop talking about them. Exactly. Right. And... This goes out to my daughter and your daughter. And if you have any illegitimate children that's running around out there. There's probably a bunch of them. Yeah. No one Not that I know I, of. I'm sure. But if they are. Uh, wait till. Daddy wait, loves okay. you. Wait till, wait till Andy hits the lottery. They're going to come out of the woodwork. Yeah, or something similar to that. You know. <laughs> But I'm surprised oh. you didn't throw out the crickets. I mean, oh, wait, you know, come on, crick. Uh, thank you, thank you. It's been a while since I've seen that. Um, thank you very much. But all of our shit, and this is something to think about. All of our shit is one generation from a fucking landfill. Mm-hmm. Except for this podcast, which is oh. on the interweb. Exactly, <laughs> and you know. Speaking of which, we will be right back, right after this message from our sponsor. So if you like the music that you hear on our podcast, J&M Solve the World, that is off of our CD, Want You Some, Get You Some by Blindside. If you would like a copy of that CD, so this is self-addressed, stamped CD mailer to J&M Solve the World, 2021 East 342nd Road, Halfway, Missouri, 65663. If you would like the three surviving members of Blindside to sign that CD for you, send $5 along with it, and we will get that out to you as soon as we can. Thank you. We're back. And welcome back. Um, I hope you enjoyed our commercial break um and i mean it's it's great it's our first sponsor it's a limited time it's a limited offer yeah there's only so many of them left that is correct i mean i haven't taken account why would you wait you know (sighs) yeah one now exactly i mean hell get it while it's hot yeah, <laughs> get two of them because it's. I mean, when they're gone, they're gone. That's it, right? You know, but the, you don't have to wait. The big thing that I want to point out is it lets us J and M know where our listeners are at right. in 
the United States. There you go. Yeah. Because it's it's less than a percent in Ireland, less than a percent in England. I hope she's a little cute redhead in Ireland that listens to us. Less than a percent in <laughs> Spain. Less than a percent in Portugal. And a new one. But there's been somebody in all those countries that's listened to this. And a that's new crazy. and a new one. <laughs> less right. than a percent. Russia? No. Oh. <laughs> Brazil. Ah. And to our 38 followers on Spotify, we thank you. Yes. And to our 60 plus subscribers on YouTube. 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 <laughs> yeah. YouTube. We thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, to everybody that will join us in the future. You betcha. I mean, because if nothing else, nothing else, people could listen to this podcast. Yes. And if they're feeling down about themselves, right, they could listen to this podcast and go, oh, fuck, at least I ain't them two. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Make you feel better about yourself. (laughs) You know, um, you know, but the, the thing is, and. Or some of our special guests. Very <laughs> special guests. Uh, come on, not, not not this guy. What, what, not me or or you? Um, what special guests are you talking about here? Well, I mean, we've had Bart, we've had Dorio, we've had Jack, we've had Vez, we've had Jason, we've had Sean, we've had who's Jason? Jason Lacey, jamming. Jason Lacey. They, they were in a uh, broadcasting, broadcasting school together. He had he a radio week. show. Yeah, I here for that. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, he was on a... My bad, my bad. Well, I, d- I don't mean to be crass. Not well. And, and do not take it the wrong way. But I was glad you weren't here. Because we had... For everybody. Yeah, we had what, three, four, five, six, seven... Seven we're, people on this podcast... Well, the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah, at, at the same last weekend. Last, last weekend. weekend. Oh, well, well, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. The first weekend in it. June. I, no, yeah. uh, no, I get it. I get it. Oh yeah, there was there was a whole lot of mo- there was there was a motley assessment of people. Hey, you know, I get it. Yeah, you, you don't know. want to say motley crew, we might get sued. No. Come on. Well, Nikki. it depends on Come how on, I. Nikki. Okay. It depends C-R- on how I spell it. You know, C R E W, not C R U E. With a little italicized. Yeah. That they got off a little bats bottle. No, uh, it was a uh, low and brow. Low and brow. Yeah. Low and brow. That's right. Because the commercial with the okay. bull. Yeah, at the brow. top. I yeah. Was thinking no, they they had. Brow, but. But it was yeah. low and brow. They put the little dots yeah. over, yeah. And, and they had no <laughs> idea what that meant. Mm. Right. Oh, it looks well, cool. You know, that was the reason I didn't. I'm, I'm on Mick's side, by the way. You know, John 5 just looks oh. fucking bored on stage playing yeah. Motley Crue. But, you know, how much more talent did he have to use with Rob Zombie? 
Playing the old, yeah, right, but you know what I mean? playing the old white zombie stuff, yeah. but playing the Rob Zombie stuff, I mean. I mean, I don't remember, you know, in all the guitar world, seeing the lead guitarist of White Zombie or Rob Zombie on the cover of Guitar World with right. their licks. Well, but. Nothing against them. It was great music. Don't get me wrong. I loved that shit. John Five. But it wasn't like seeing. Dime. Zach. Dime bag, Zach. Um, Eddie. Eddie. Um, yeah. Kirk Hammett. Ingve um, Monstein. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Steve um, Vai. Steve Vai. Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page. Yeah. Uh, who we were talking uh, Yeah. You know, Dave Mustang. Right. Marty Friedman. Yeah. I mean. John Fine is a hell of a guitar player. Right. Maybe he's going, well, shit, all my shit's already tracked, so I just got to stand here. Yeah. Well, That's he, the rumor going around, you know. And, <laughs> and John Five, you know, started with Marilyn Manson. You know, and, and all the members of Marilyn it's Manson, yeah. they, they took a model's name and a murderer's name because the lead singer was Marilyn Manson, mm-hmm. and then you had Twiggy Ramirez, and you had Sarah Lee Gacy, and, I mean, it just went on and on and on. But when John Five entered, there was no other serial killers. Where do you get the Where do you get the name John Five? Um, he was like the. Fifth guitar player, I think, and uh, he okay. took the name John, I believe, and I could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, He'll look it up, and it'll be right above here. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not, because I just don't. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, I'd like to make it up and say that he got the John from John Wayne Gacy. Because you had Sarah Lee Gacy, because Sarah Lee was a model back in the day, and, of course, John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. But then John Five, because he was the fifth guitar player. And it just stuck. And then he and went that has, And that has nothing to do with Father's Day. Right. Unless uh, he's a father, then happy Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how we got onto that whole... I don't know. I don't know. It's typical. Yeah. Uh, what it's the goddamn devil's devil shit. That's how uh, we got on that. No. Okay. No. 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 It was a commercial break. It was the commercial, it was a commercial break. break. Yes. Yep. John Five's favorite guitarist was Jerry Reed. His his he plays a telly. Okay. Jerry, Makes real, sense. Real name Jerry Reed Hubbard. Okay. Little known information that you may ne- never ever need, but anyway. Ooh. If I'm ever on. You know, Jerry Reed Hubbard, as in, you know, eastbound and down. Yep. If, and if, he wrote if, that if, in if, an if, hour. If I'm ever on Jeopardy, and that's final Jeopardy question, I'd be like, <laughs> "Well, <laughs> I remember him telling me that shit. Yep. Bit it all. Fuck it. I'm sorry. I, I was driving a truck coming back into, uh, I was in Oklahoma, radio station, you know, whatever town it was. That's right. Oh, right. so you were eastbound and, and down. down. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Loaded up and trucking. Yes, I was. We're going to do what they say can't be I'm done. Coming back in we got a short, long way to go. Uh-oh. And a short time to get there. I'm eastbound and watch old bandit run. Trey Lee was a pretty good guitar picker. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And he loved was, to play barefooted. That was his, you know. Or fair butted. Now, I may be wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I, I think I remember him saying that Jerry Reed was his inspiration for playing yeah. guitar. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that. And hence the fact he plays a he, he plays a Telecaster today. Telecaster. Yeah. You know, that uh, makes sense. the same style guitar. Now, so not, not to cut in, but to caveat yeah. off of what James just said, what other metal guitar player? In a very metal band, plays a Telecaster. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. Former guitar player for Stone Sour and guitar player for Slipknot, Jim Root, has a signature Telecaster. He, he had a Mustang, then he went to a Telecaster. Um, he's a he's a big Fender fan, and if you've ever listened to any Slipknot music, you know what kind of sound he puts out. But, yeah, he has a signature Telecaster. Huh, okay. Oh, did not know that. Now you know. Who knew? And as G.I. Joe once said... Uh, Knowing <laughs> is half the battle. G.I. Joe! <laughs> uh, let's see here. What are, I mean... Sorry. Sorry about that. I've got to say this. To my father. You know, any, any, any man can be a father. Any man can father a child. Right. But it takes a real person to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And... Depends on your wording, but yeah. Yeah. And if um, I had a hat on, I'd take it off right now. I don't have a hat my, on, but... My parents divorced when I was at a young age. Mm-hmm. I don't really, don't really remember them to being together. But... I knew my dad was a truck driver, and he did the best he could. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I know I missed a lot of time with my daughter, but, you know, when... You were doing the same thing. You are doing the best you could. Well, at the time, yeah. Anyways, that that's different podcast altogether. Anyway, anyway. He's um, his dad. But you, you didn't have a choice, though, really, at the time, did no. you? No. You but the thing is... Under is the employee of the government, so... Yeah. My daughter calls me dad, and it's it's the most amazing feeling. And I know my dad feels the same way whenever we call him or we come down to see him. And, you know, we, we take time. And I know we should take more time to go see our surviving parents um but i mean it's 
unfortunately it's life life, life happens yeah. yeah yeah it's um oh yeah i mean i think back oh, fuck i could have come out and seen mom and dad more when i was married to my first wife yeah but you know when you're working so many hours a day and you know, right. just you just know, fucking life happens. You you're know, kind of like living for you could you could think about it in retrospect. It's like God, you could you know. beat yourself up well, all day long. You can beat yourself all you want, but it doesn't matter. Dave right. M- Dave Musain said it said it best. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but looking back, back it's, it's still, still a bit, bit fuzzy. fuzzy. Yeah, right. And you know, we've all experienced. You know, growing up, we all experienced death. But it was our grandparents, our mm. great grandparents. Mm-hmm. It wasn't right, right. You it know, wasn't our parents. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, we, a it, w- it wasn't the people that gave you life. Right. So and you you thought yeah. there was always time. And and but yeah, but then also on that same point, nobody wants to lose a child. Right. You know, I mean, that's just, no. And, and there's plenty of people out there, I'm sure some oh. of us watching this podcast, that's lost a child. And that, I mean. It's the, crushing. The, the feeling you have losing a parent is, is crushing. Mm-hmm. But I could never imagine. Out, and, out. I, and, I, and I don't have children of my own, but I have stepchildren that i love very much yeah i can't imagine one of them dying before me right right you know it that would or or a grandchild right you know it's it's not the nature mm. it's it's not a natural selection sort of thing no you're supposed to you're supposed to outlive your kids you're not supposed to outlive your kids you're not supposed to outlive you're not supposed to outlive your kids okay you're not you are not supposed to bury your child Okay, exactly. You're not supposed to bury your grandchild. Right. You are supposed to bury your parents. Right. And then you Then your kids bury you. Right. (laughs) If I may say. Yes. Or have you burnt and have a party. A friend of my mother's, she lost her husband. That's a whole different. No, 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 Bill, no, but it's, no, yeah, no, yeah, just but yeah, no, I don't understand, yeah, go ahead. Uh, she lost her husband, mm-hmm. her son, and her grandson, you know them, I'm not going to say the names no. right now, right, off the air, mm-hmm. live right down the road, mm-hmm. KT Highway, okay, I used to work for them. A woman that used to work with my with my mom, she lost her husband, son, and grandson. Mm. Uh, and, and it's you know, I I can't remember uh, who went first, but mm-hmm. she lost three important people mm-hmm. to her. Right, and she, <coughs> but yeah. she. Uh, she still talks to her husband. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All the time. You know, yeah. he's no longer on this earth. Right. But she talks to him every day. Yeah. And lost her, her son and then her grandson. Wow. 
that's uh, and I you know within you know you know not you know just bam, a few months bam, bam, but right. you know here and then it, within a year or whatever uh, I mean it, it don't matter yeah. within a lifetime that's yeah. it doesn't matter if it was yeah. two years between each but you know right she lost three important people in her life right and she's still you know she's still. She had went fucking bat. She had went fat fucking batshit crazy. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. But yeah. If she did, she'd have that right. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, no, no. I no. went off on a tangent again. Well, my, that's like sorry you know, about that. We talk about 2020. Yeah. And the shit year it was because of COVID. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Right. Right. But in that year, my wife's sister passed away right before the lockdowns okay it was like in march the covid thing which is starting to come out blah 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 we hadn't locked down her sister died wasn't from covid um her brother-in-law passed away of course he, he was in a nursing home he was in bad shape it wasn't a surprise right in the middle of 2020 then i lost my mom in july mm-hmm and then my wife lost her brother first part of November. Right. It's like, what the? F-? And then we lost our dog, Dinky, our English mm-hmm. Mastiff. She died that year. It's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, that was, that, were, that threw me back to 1996 when I lost, let's see, my dad passed away first, then I lost a half nephew, and then an uncle. Within about three months. Yeah. You know, it was like, of course, the uncle, I'd seen him once in a while. He lived right. out in Seattle and all that. Right, right. But, yeah, I mean, it could happen just what you do. Right. You get, you know, my. You get a little, you know, you know each one, you get get a little more callous on the heart. Right. Not, not that you can't love anymore, but it's like, you just. Yeah. I don't know whether you just kind of accept it. Right. My great-grandfather it's buried his wife mm-hmm. and three of his children mm-hmm. Oh shit. before he passed. Yeah. Oh, good not a living. And Ooh, wow. I can I can only imagine. Oh yeah, what was going how, through his, how bad you know his mind and heart. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know maybe it was a psychological thing, but every time we walked into my grandpa Kenton's house, my great grandpa Kenton, mm-hmm. we could still smell the fresh baked pies and the fresh mm-hmm. baked cakes mm-hmm. that my great grandmother would always make, and my wow. grandfather never baked mm-hmm. but in his vineyard and he had an arbor in his uh, garden he owned the lot that his house was on and then the lot next door and it was a garden mm-hmm. and his garden was always on the front page of the local newspaper Right. and there was a vineyard that would come and pick his grapes for their wine Mm-hmm. Oh hell! And it was it was a special, special edition, special run wine, mm-hmm. and it was just amazing <coughs> that that would happen. But you know, I could only imagine. 
luckily, knock on wood, um, my father hasn't had to bury any of his children. Right. Um, my dad is the baby of the family. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather, my dad's dad passed away before I was born. Right. And then he lost his mom. Lost his oldest brother. My of course, he was a baby, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he's he's lost uh, his parents and then two brothers, and it's just his aunt or his sister and him. And, it, and it's just weird when you're almost 50 and... Your your surviving parent is the baby of the family, and well, they and they still have a sibling. Yeah. And my dad, uh, a couple months ago, just celebrated 80, 80 rotations around the earth. Right. Well, eighty rotations around the sun. Yes. Not around the earth. That's eighty days. I've had, I've had a. <laughs> I've had a, a, a bit to drink. Well. And I'm sure my dad would probably not approve. I know. Um, you know, I was born. I'm, I'm the baby of my family. So my oldest, well, all my grandparents lived into their 90s. Mm-hmm. But my grandma died when I was 30. Okay. Because she died just, yeah, she died in 97. My dad died in 96 because he was 77. Right. You know, and I look back, and like when mom passed away in 2020, I would have been 53 or whatever. Well, you know, my oldest brother, he was... In his seventies, I'm like okay, but then we lost Gary early because mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. My my mom's family all lived into their nineties. Right. My mom was ninety three. My grandma was ninety seven. My great grandma was ninety seven. My great grandpa was ninety five. I think my dad's side of the family, my grandpa died at seventy seven. My uncle died at 77. My dad died at 77. And I'm like going, I'm watching Herbie and Gary like a hawk. <laughs> but then well, Gary gets fucking cancer and dies at 65. I'm like, well, fuck. He fucked that all up. Well, uh, Fuck, there goes the math. Yeah. But here's well. here's Herbie. He's 75. He's going to be 76 coming up. And yeah. Well. He's, he's going strong. So. James. Yes, sir. My grandma, you know, Ola, yeah, she died at seventy-seven. Yeah, Dad died at seventy-seven. Wow. I'm thinking, oh shit, I've got, you know, I got twenty-eight years left. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Mom's seventy-eight. You better have a kid. You better, you better make your mom a grandma. I best do something. I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, Moonlight Bunny Ranch, uh, in uh, no. Nevada. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with paying for it. I seen you without a shirt on. 
I mean, if you were to go outside without a shirt on. What do you mean by that? They would say, oh, shit, it's fucking Sasquatch. Shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm saying you're hairier than a fucking bull. Oh, 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 what? shit, yeah. Rip that shit open. Oh, my God. What, something like this? So, so here's all your fans. Or would you prefer your fans to go? I don't care what they say. All right. We've been giving shit about this shirt for so long. Oh, my God. And guess what? Just do the Hulk Hogan to take that motherfucker plum off. Well, look, look, look I at try them. to, but, you know. <laughs> look at them little bitty nipples. I dropped my cigarette. <laughs> don't be looking at my nipples, damn it. You want me to, I mean. You're, no, you're pretty no, fucking hairy. No, this is, this no, is the first uh, topless seed on JM Solve the World in a year that we've been doing this podcast. Maybe we first need nipples a, ever on JM Solve the World. Maybe, maybe we, that's uh, what you need to tag this episode: Father's Day Special, first nipples. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but I'm thinking we need pasties on there, and then we record us taking the pasties off. Like they did with Steve Carell in Forty First or Forty Year Old Virgin, or, or a couple of pieces of black electrical tape, making X's. Ooh, like we did no. when we played that first <laughs> show at Nathan for Murphy's yeah. when I had my nipples covered. <laughs> but on that note, Andy's getting undressed, so he is feeling no pain. But you have just watched another episode of Stu Him Productions to all presents. The fathers out there, yes. To Happy Father's vets. Day to all you veterans. Thank you for your service. You betcha. Remember all the ones that we have lost. To my brothers and... I, I'm going to say my brothers because sure. I didn't lose any sisters. But to my brothers that had their checks cashed, thank you. I love you. I miss you. But until next time, you have just watched another episode of Stu Him Productions presents JM Solve the World. I have been James. And I've been Matt. On behalf of Ray Ray, you keep one fist in the gold, one foot in the gutter, and we will be seeing you. Love y'all. Peace. Thank you. If you like what you hear during the J&M Solve the World podcast, that's a band called Blindside out of Southwest Missouri. Uh, their music is used exclusively by the J&M Solve the World podcast because, well, James and I were part of the band. If you would like your own copy of Blindside's Want You Some, Get You Some with their hit songs 12, Engine, and F.U. Send a self-addressed stamped CD mailer to J&M Solve the World, 2120 East 342 Road, Halfway, Missouri, 65663. And if you would like it signed by the three surviving members of Blindside, just include five bucks. But until next time, you keep one fist in the gold, one foot in the gutter, 
we'll be seeing you. Thank you.